Welcome to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have an educator named Niraj Bansal. He is the president of Seminars. He's going to talk to us about the future of education. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show we have Neeraj Bansal. He's the founder uh, and president of Seminars. And it's an educational startup that you've been working on for a little while. I believe I had a, uh, I had a seminar on Seminars once. Didn't I, didn't I Neeraj? Yes, yes, you did. And I'm related to your blogging book. Yeah, exactly. So it's basically, uh, it's basically online education. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been working on over there, and then we can get right into our, uh, our vision of the future. Seminars' basic proposition was to create a platform that enabled um, people with knowledge and ideas or, or something to share, uh, something to explain, teach, and share their knowledge and ideas in a more structured and easy-to-consume facet. So, you know, typically pe- people with such like you guys uh, you and Charlie with your would have written books and thrown them out into the world. And one of the things that we did with seminars was create a more uh, a richer media platform where you now have the ability to integrate multiple different types of media formats like video or interactive quizzes or um, or actually text and visuals and really make the sort of interactive version of what we consider the book. Um, but retain the structure that we come to love with books like chapters and subsections and sections. And so Seminars is designed as a web-based platform to really extend the idea of, of, uh, of how we used to share knowledge and ideas using books, but to take that into a more digitized, uh, interactive world and leverage the progress we've made with technology. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so what's... I think I think we're in the early days of that whole effort, uh, collectively. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I guess the I guess the question is, why haven't more uh, of these online things taken off with general schools? And what's what's the current what's the current status of of education and and technology? I know that I know that a lot of schools have all their whiteboards. They have all their uh, they have they have some computer based classes. But why why aren't there all computer based uh, colleges per se that are that are actually respected. I mean, it, 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 it's. I mean, these kinds of fundamental shifts are are slow, right? I mean, we have with the with the work that the guys at Coursera and um, Udacity and a lot of these uh, MIT Open Courseware and a lot of these types of folks have done. They've taken one step of taking the you know the the, the the sort of great classes out of Stanford and MIT and stuff, and bringing that available and making at least the the course and content experience available and accessible to the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know there's 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 other layers to the education problem. You don't to 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 posit and assume that all education is solely solely accomplished uh, 
for the desire to learn is is short-sighted, right? Because we want that degree from XYZ, like you and I went to CMU, and mm-hmm. and we want that label and that stamp because that 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 credibility and that that sort of social value that it creates, um, that's fundamentally like a lot of the drivers to why we go through things. So, so to, to, to 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 go back to your original question, as to why why hasn't it happened? I think it is happening. It's just it, it's taking. It's taking its time. We're figuring out new processes. There's a guys over at Khan Academy that have a whole new, very bold model of saying, flip the classroom, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have, we have kids going to school, sitting in classes like little zombies, getting, getting lectured uh, endlessly um, by their teachers and professors and whatnot. And, uh, and you know, that, that whole model is sort of counter to what we now understand from neuroscience and cognitive psychology as to how the human mind works, right? Like we are actually not really designed to sit for six hours and listen. Like the brain will tune out after 15 minutes, which most of the times we all can relate to. We just kind of like sitting there listening to the lectures and the slides and the guys talking. So the guys over at Khan Academy came up with this idea saying, hey, we'll give you all these lectures and more shorter tidbit nuggets that you can consume at home. And then you go do your go to school and actually do interactive work because you what you have in the school environment is you have all these other kids, you have these peers, you have this ability to create this collaborative uh, experience and solve problems together and really get excited and then have a teachers to be facilitating these kinds of group work. And that's like very little. And 80% of your time, you're just sitting there listening to the teacher where everyone's sitting quietly. It's like watching a movie. It's, you know, mm-hmm. zoned out. So, so there, I mean, I think my point is that there are models being proposed and tested and these things are slow in their nature because we're talking about a fundamental block of our, you know, of our social system, which is the educational system. It's a very core block that, you know, got formed uh, during the Age of Enlightenment and the Industrial Revolution around when when we had a different need. Like, society had a different need back then. We needed more industrial workers and we needed more soldiers. So we needed to train people to, like, really be really be structured and, and blocked and, and stuff. And now, now is the, the emergence with the information age is a new kinds of thing where we need people to really have a lot more creativity and a lot more adaptability adaptive capability mm-hmm. and I think that leads well into like you know where is this going to lead out into the future because I think that's the, one of the key things we need to start designing for is uh, is to is to is to is to really get a, get rid of this mentality that that college or grad school or high school or whatever is like some is some end of your learning cycle and then you just go out and do stuff in the world um, whereas I think based on what, where we're going with technology, we have to, we have to really accept the fact that learning will be a constant piece, just like eating your food and growing old will be a constant part of the, of the human journey going forward, because we're just moving fast enough, faster and faster, um, with more access, with more knowledge, with more, with more discoveries, with more innovations, you know, like those kinds of things are, are, are happening really, really fast. So mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, my, my short, my, my net answer to that is that I think things are happening. It's just, it's a really slow, it, that, that whole, that whole process and sector is really slow because it is a, a deeply ingrained, um, piece of our, our social structure and, uh, and to, to really, to really cause shifts in that is going to take a, a fair bit of, uh, fair bit of moving. Yeah. So it's interesting. So the, I mean, our, our current, our current educational system is based around, uh, the recreation of basic knowledge throughout the world. Right. So it was, so the, the, there's, there's some theories that it was that the, that the murder, it's not even a theory. It's just a, it's just a historical fact that, the our educational system that exists now was based in Victorian England, that and it was designed to recreate multiple 
uh, British citizens who could go around the empire and know exactly how to do the same things that the that the, the folks in London knew how to do. Exactly. So you, so you had an accountant in I don't know uh, India who knew how to who knew how to do the same accounting as the guy in in wherever uh, in in London. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, exactly. and, the, and the guy in America knew how to do the same thing as the, as the guy in uh, as the guy back home. So the, the that that mission, that replication of of, I guess people, is moving away, is changing rapidly because of these techniques. But what what is replacing it? How are how are we how are we going to train a new, um, how are we going to train a new generation of thinkers and doers to do the things that they need to do when we don't have to replicate people? Or do we use things like like seminars? Do we use things like computer learning? Do we use things like uh, that focus learning? That sort of thing. Um, I think that's a great question. Um, it, it, we, all of these attempts will definitely be. I think we're. I think you know if I as I've I've been working on seminars for a few years and and the more I want like the more I've watched how people have gone about it and how people have made courses and what they've been able to do, the more I want lots and lots of intelligent uh, modules within the tool that can help people like. You know, for instance, I want to be able to have students be able to choose different paths based on what's what's appealing to them, and and you know, like a lot of this stuff is technologically still kind of in, in its nascency, just because of the state of general AI, the state of interfaces, the state of voice recognition, and all of that. Like, I think you know, the, these the, I think education will take a pretty, I mean, online education and the delivery of it will take a pretty big leap. Um, over the next five years, once we once we nail speech recognition and really have the ability to interact with the device um, without you know, with you know without the classic humor of of it misunderstanding and and all of that, so I think mm -hmm. that that will take a pretty big leap. Um, and and I think what is going to also end up happening is if it is already happening is to to pair what you asked about. Uh, about the, the the evolution of education from a time when we needed to standardize, like that's basically the what was the word of the original uh, education design was let's standardize things so that we can scale them, mm -hmm. right? I mean that's been the that's been the goal of the industrial revolution was okay, well, this is we agree on what toilet paper is and we're gonna make toilet paper the same world over and we'll because we standardize it we can make it efficiently. Um, and we can produce it at scale for cheap, so everybody can have this access to toilet paper as much as everybody can have access to accounting education. And it's a very rule-based and a very deterministic uh, approach to it. So as we evolve out, uh, in, now, as we as we move forward, a lot of things that are rule-based and deterministic also will tend to get automated, right? So we can we can you know so, so sooner and sooner expect accounting and all of these sort of rule-based things to or large chunks of those those functions, those core economic and societal functions to start getting automated. Like we see that already happening, right? So we see online banking, um, you know, we don't need to go to the banks mm -hmm. as often, the branches as often. So, you know, there's, so now over time, you don't need to do it at all. Um, and um, <clears throat> so as, as a lot of the rule-based standardized stuff gets automated and captured by the machines and the systems, then humans will be, Will be sort of have to have to move towards more 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 con contributing more creatively more artisan, so you know there will have to be integration of of that accountant with some other uh, service oriented thing where that's not you know like the actual accounting is done by this smart computer that you just plug in all your stuff into or already gets plugged into and boom it says here's here's your you know 
it guides you through an interactive thing and your tax is done, whatever. Mm -hmm. But but now, okay, so what's the role of an actual accountant? I don't know, but that's, you know, there will have to be some other elements of it that'll have to start emerging because a lot of the stuff that can be automated will be. But what cannot be automated is creativity, is a personalization, is relationships, is uh, empathy, is art. You know, these things cannot, cannot really be automated. I mean, there's no model that can generate Mozart's symphonies or uh, Da Vinci's art. You know what I mean? Like, so I think... I think I think what we will see is a lot more people will learn and learn more finer points and add and add newer ways of actually delivering services where the core functions are not really where the value is. It's these newer um, creative elements around that core function that 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 adds to it. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Maybe accountants will start thinking about more global. Like right now, it's okay. I pay my taxes, and you know, I have some money, and I have somebody help me manage that money, or whatever it is, and I have these four hundred one ks and stuff. But I don't know. Maybe down the road, we'll have a whole bunch of different economic systems that we can participate in. You know, like you, you know, like the the, the stuff with Bitcoin. You know, we'll yeah. we'll be right. Like so, now my accountant should be able to be like, hey, dude, like here's how this whole Bitcoin thing can really be interesting for you, given the, your... Or, given... The ro- or the robot can tell you that the uh, that Bitcoin is great, is a great investment. So you basically have a series of robots. Um, that's uh, that's an interesting thing, because we were talking about before, the whole the whole idea of the... Uh, the Victorian, the Victorian recreation, the, the the scaling of the scaling of humanity. Now you don't actually have to recreate a a person in in uh, Bangalore or whatever. You can actually just have a robot that tells you in Bangalore what to do uh, in certain specific in certain specific uh, situations. Uh, I mean, it's guys kind of like it's kind of like a really really advanced spell checker that checks your entire checks your entire world. So, what does the world look like in about twenty years? Uh, given your expertise, not even in terms of education, but what does it look like uh, as we move forward? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the world looks definitely a lot more interesting. Um, uh, I think there's, there tends to be a lot of paranoia about privacy and surveillance, and I, I see it propagated. Like, I was having this discussion a few times later, like, I see the propagation of this narrative, especially if you look at, you know, a good way to sense the pulse of of, of culture and society is to look at what's being produced and what's resonating in the uh, in the arts uh, sector or, or you know what what people are watching on TV and there's such mm-hmm. an increasing uh, narratives around surveillance and the government is watching everything you're doing and and, and, and you know be careful of like you know like there's this the, the you know the, the that because of all these problems with terrors and this and that and we have you know there's crazy domination and all this kind of stuff going on. So there's, you know, I think, I think, I think we need, we will in 20 years be past that. I think we will have found a newer happy medium of solving that balance between freedom and privacy. You know, like there's, there's some balance, there's a new balance to be found, um, which is, you know, if you look at, if you look, keep history in perspective is something that we have always done, right? We had a lot more restrictions on freedom in the middle ages mm-hmm. for the common person than we do now. But but we've always had to trade freedom for uh, trade personal freedom for collective uh, freedom. Um, like we've always had to find new balances, and that typically is. So um, I think my point is, in 20 years, I think we would have found some new balance between the between you know uh, what we have for personal freedom and what we need to sacrifice from our personal freedom to in order to maintain our sort of collective state of of, of America or the world. Mm-hmm. 
So that's interesting. So the so anyway, um, so I think I think that those kinds of things will get sorted out. Um, I think we'll have a lot more intelligence in all of our in all of our if all of our systems. Like I think a lot of the rule based professions will have to evolve. Mm -hmm. um, like I think what we're just talking about as a as a fallout of the growth of the education system, a lot of the general rule based structured stuff will. I mean anything that can be automated will, and I don't think that's avoidable. And that will lead to new questions about what do we do with large amounts of people that, when, what is the new meaning of work? And I think it'll force people to find more, uh, well, more, more personal meaning because at the same time when we do that, we'll also probably solve a lot of other problems. So mm -hmm. one can envision in 20 years that minimum, minimum standards of living will get complied for and that, you know, for the most part, like we can build, you know, 700 story tall buildings or um, automate you know, or, or figure out synthetic ways to make food. And I know this will this will scare a lot of lot of a lot of people off. But you know, it, we do have to figure out how to coexist for seven odd billion or eight odd billion or whatever number people will have in twenty years. I think we will solve science and technology will solve a lot of those problems, right? So I think that part of the ecosystem will will definitely will definitely sort of blow up. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other part of that ecosystem is will leave us with the opportunity to, to create and be and, and have a lot more opportunity and time for personal uh, meaning and personal fulfillment. So I, I actually tend to see that, you know, people will need, will start grab and you see those shifts now. You see a lot more people gravitating towards these questions, especially among the sort of millennial generation. Um, they, they, they tend to start, they, they ask a lot more questions about, well, you know, it's really chasing this sort of status and money thing, is this all there is? Should we like look into maybe, you know, personal satisfaction or joy or, uh, you know, finding work that has passion and purpose and those kinds of words are, uh, you know, they're becoming more and more culturally relevant. So that's an indication of a new sort of line, a new dimension to the thinking, you know, 30 years ago, you'd see, you, you, you know, you got a job, you, you grew up and there was a, there was a success formula. There was that, that's, you know, for men, it was go to college, get a degree, get a job. Start working on your, you know, start working on climbing the ladder, get married, have kids, have a, you know, it was the American dream. It was a te the American dream template. Like it was like, here's the template for life and you follow it. And for women, you know, you, you know, develop your thing, learn cooking, you know, become the right, you know, and then that, and then so that, that template was kind of like followed for a while. And now that template is kind of like, well, do we really need that template? Do we really need to be doing that? Do we really need to, you know, can we look at different ways of, of going about things? So I think in 20 years, we'll have new temp new templates, which will be a lot more personalized. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see a lot more people doing creative endeavors and um, a lot more artisan stuff around this because a lot of the large parts of the, of the human function will get pretty automated by then. Okay. So <sighs> I, I, think I, I like that idea of the, uh, the rules-based job, that the rules-based job goes away. Uh, that's really interesting. Well, because it can, right? Mm -hmm. If we, if, and that's the, if we look at what's happened in the last, in in the technological push of the last ten years, um, that's basically the sort of gist of it. Is jobs that had, the you know, things that were rule based are trying to get more and more increasingly captured into the machine world, into the into into a system, mm -hmm. right? So, um, so the need for human people that just basically show up and execute rule based functions. Like the bank teller, right? The bank yep. teller is a very linear, rule-based job. They don't have to really um, do any creative uh, analysis, except for the personalization, maybe a little bit. 
and a, and a nice little smile or whatever. But for the most part, it's a rule based function. I, sh- I should um, write a podcast robot and we'll just have it ask uh, ask pithy questions. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very cool. So where can people find out a little bit more about seminars? Um, seminars.com. I think it's a it's an it's an easy and great platform. S i m i n a r s. Right. Yep. S i m i n a r s. And uh, and uh, we've got a lot of friendly support people ready to to help people get their stuff. I mean, I yeah, we really I really would uh, welcome people that have even or have considered like writing a book or haven't quite done it. A seminar is a really easy way, you know, in an hour or so they can put together some basic things and start sharing it and get feedback. And also, you know, because it's an online mechanism and it has built-in forum and community, you get a lot more interactivity with the audiences that that resonate with your, with whatever it is you're teaching, as opposed to you know, with writing a book or writing a blog post or whatever, where you just throw it out and then, you know, you have no real idea of like there's no there's no feedback loop built into that process. Um, I think a lot of times. A, a, a lot of this online learning, one of the big things I think that it has the potential of bringing is bringing back the collaborative element of schools, mm-hmm. right? Like learning, if you think, well, it's comprised of three sort of component, three key components. There's a teacher, um, a professor, teacher, facilitator, or author. There is the content, and then there is the, the classroom or the collaborators. And um, and I think what I really am trying to, I think what's really trying to find is the happy medium to bring all those three together into the online world. And that still hasn't happened. A lot of the online world still happens to still tends to be content. Like it's just like, here's a bunch of videos, watch them Mm -hmm. much like you'd be watching a lecture. And, and I think as we progress with more technology, more connectivity and all that, we should be able to find more balance between the content, um, access to the teacher, um, and also, uh, being able to collaborate with, the other people that are interested in your thing, because that's when learning really happens. It's a stuff of it's you know it, it is a collaborative exercise, mm-hmm. um, and and you know in isolation you can do as much as you can, but you do a lot better when you're when you're part of a when you're part of something in a in a group. All right, very cool. So thank you very much, Naraj. This has been more than welcome. <laughs> this has been Technotopia. I'm John Bits. We will talk to you next week. Sounds good. 